Lecture topic: The power of piety. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi aladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. فَمَن يَعْمَل مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَن يَعْمَل مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَهُ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ اتَّقِ الْمَحَارِمَ تَكُنْ أَعْبَدَ النَّاسِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَصَدَّقَ الْكَرَامَةُ Allah Ta'ala has given us this very short life in this dunya and this is for a very very great and sublime purpose we have a very great objective in front of us and there's many different ways in which this can be explained but in the light of the ayat that we recited this entire time in life is meant to be just in these two matters one is to save ourselves from one thing and to fill our lives with the other so Allah Ta'ala has put us into this dunya as a test and in this time what is required of us is to fill our lives with khair and to ensure that no sharr comes into our book of deeds and if any sharr any evil any vice any sin by chance got recorded because of some slip up some mistake then that should not be allowed to remain there that should be then deleted by means of sincere toba istighfar and coming back to allah taala so our entire life is to revolve around this how to try and maximize the khair the goodness the righteousness and how to ensure that we don't get anywhere close to sharr to any evil any vice any wrong whether it's some action so something is going to be done all the time most of the time unless a person is fast asleep otherwise he's going to be doing something so how to become conscious that every action is an action of khair in some way or the other it's an action of khair anything and everything being an action of khair so nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us they don't treat any good action as trivial even if it means they are meeting your brother with a smiling face that smile also will gain great reward even that is khair so that sounds very insignificant it sounds something just by the way something that well will happen in any case but that too one has to do consciously as an act of khair for the pleasure of allah taala that this will bring happiness to the heart of a muslim that he was met smilingly it'll make him feel comfortable make him feel good and this to be done for the pleasure of allah taala so even that is not to be 
treated as insignificant. So every action must become an action of khair. Every word to think and double think that is this word going to be khair or not. Because everything that is done, every action, then inna alaykum lahafizeen kiraman katibeen ya'lamuna ma tafadun. Whatever they do, Allah Ta'ala is saying that we have our angels recording everything. And then every word, the person utters something and feels well, it just fizzled out into the air. No, no, it didn't fizzle out. مَا يَلْفِظُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ Every word, there's an angel just waiting to write it down. Every word. Now that word is going to be written either on the side of khair, as a khair, as a word of goodness, as a word of some bringing some happiness to somebody, as a word of uniting, as a word of bringing some kind of consolation to someone. Or it might be a word that is far beyond that as well. It might be just one word, but that one word that Alhamdulillahi tamla'ul mizan That one Alhamdulillah said with that deep sincerity said from the depths of the heart by a person who is conscious of Allah Ta'ala who is avoiding the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala that person one Alhamdulillah will fill the scales of good deeds on the day of Qiyamah One Alhamdulillah A word of khair and such a great khair And Subhanallah Alhamdulillah the combination of these two kalimat, what can be said of it? Tamla'uma bayna samawati wal ard. From a person who's saying it from the depth of his heart, saying it with that utmost sincerity, a person who is conscious of Allah Ta'ala, refraining from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, that person, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, will fill the space between the heavens and earth with the rewards. Kalima khair. And then on the other side, person now just sometimes blurts something out. Nabi Karim Salaam says that sometimes a person says something something that displeases Allah Ta'ala he gives it no thought, doesn't think anything about it. But that word was so poisonous, that word was so harmful, that word shattered so many hearts, that word caused such grief, that word caused what not. As a result of it, Yahwi bihafi jahannam he falls into the depths of jahannam as a result of it but he thought nothing about it but he doesn't know where this is leading him to so now to become conscious every action this action must become khayl this action must not fall in the side of sharr every word this word must be a word of khayl because it's all being recorded and there must be no sharr everything that is said whoever it is said to whether it is said to one's parents, or they said to one's children, whether it is said to somebody around who we might regard as our equals, whether it is somebody we regard as our subordinates, it might be our employee, it might be somebody out on the street, it might be the wife talking to the husband, or the husband talking to his wife. But every word, مَا يَلْفِظُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ Every word, there is an angel waiting to record it. Atid, Allah says, ready, that angel is waiting, ready. Now sometimes 
in all our advanced technology and world of technology, we still say no, the device is offline. There's no link. And now as a result now, what the person wanted to do, he, he can't do it now because it's offline. The lines are down. Said that it's nothing else than his load shedding. But Allah Ta'ala's angel is forever ready. There's never a downline. There's never a moment of ghaflat. Moment of now he just you know, was busy with something else and slipped up and writing something down. Every word, every word is recorded. Can we imagine we sit down and record our whole day's words? Are we able to show it to anyone and everyone? Look what I spoke for the day. Oh, if whatever we are speaking, some device now is capable of just transcribing everything as we go along. And at the end of the day, we also see what we wrote. There will be many pages we want to tear off quickly. So now this is also part of that consciousness to develop. That every word that I utter must become a word of khair. And let alone every action and every word, the actions and the words of a person stem out of his heart. The heart is king. The heart directs. The heart is the instructor. And if that heart is in order, that heart is very conscious of Allah Ta'ala, then that conscious heart will direct the actions in that direction. That conscious heart will rein the tongue. That look, this you can't say. And that conscious heart will then encourage the tongue. That these are the things you should say. So it now comes to the source of it all, the heart. And the heart is where the thoughts are generated. Now even the thoughts have to be directed towards the thoughts of khair. And the thoughts of sharr, one is the job of shaitan to keep whispering waswasa and keep whispering all kinds of evil and all kinds of filth and dirt sometimes. But that all it requires is simply to just turn the mind away. Simply to ignore it and to turn the mind away towards the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Turn the mind away to some positive thought. Turn the mind away to the reality that my Allah is watching. My Allah knows. My Allah knows the deception of the eye and my Allah knows what's in the depth of the heart also. What's cooking up in there, Allah knows. How am I going to hide from Him? I can sit in a gathering and look at like the most innocent person around and a person who is now in deep thought, somebody is thinking I'm on the seventh heaven. I'm in such meditation. But if I'm somewhere else, rather than the seventh heaven, I'm below the seventh earth, nobody will know. People sitting around, nobody knows where this person is gone, where his mind is. His wife is next to him and she's thinking maybe he's thinking about what to buy for me and maybe surprise me with some present. But where he's gone and with who he's gone in his mind, she has no idea. But can it be hidden from Allah Ta'ala? Can't be hidden from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is all aware. Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye, how the eye is casting some corner looks here and there and stealing some glances in so many different ways. Allah Ta'ala is all aware. And then what the heart is cooking up, Allah Ta'ala is aware. So now to start conditioning this heart, that even the thoughts are now guided towards good thoughts. That too must become khair. Thinking good, thinking about 
the ni'mats of Allah wa ta'ala and pondering over all these favors of Allah ta'ala so that this enhances shukr in our lives and this enhances the consciousness that Allah wa ta'ala has blessed us with everything and therefore we have to be eternally grateful to Allah ta'ala for His countless ni'mats. So now that thought of shukr, shukr is in the heart. That is part of a thought of khair. And it's such a great ibadat, ibadat beriya. Deep down in the heart a person is making shukr to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. What riya can sleep in there? Somebody sitting next to him thinks this person is just now he's dreaming. He's in dreamland somewhere. But his heart is engaged in remembering Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. His heart is engaged in the shukr of Allah ta'ala. Subhanallah. What a tremendously great ibadat. So now the ibadat of the heart, the thoughts, directing the thoughts towards khair and moving it away from any thoughts of sharr. Now this is the direction that the life should be going in. The thoughts of khair, this is time for my salah. I need to now prepare for salah. Just now is going to be azam time. The thought of khair. The thought of sharr. Well, if I don't make my salah now in the masjid, I'll make it at home later. That's a thought of sharr without reason to now just omit the jamaat. That's a thought of sharr to omit the jamaat. The thought of khair. Now this person seems to be hard pressed. I'll try and do some favor to this person. Mashallah. Excellent thought of khair. And now I can take advantage of this person's uh, lack of understanding, this person seems to be not so sharp, I can take him for a ride, that's a thought of severe sharr. So sometimes, things are just taken for granted, what we are saying, what we are doing, and then, who gives any thought to what is our thought all about? Sometimes what's the action, we try to think about it. What are our words, we may think about it. And what about about our thoughts, we don't ever think about it. Illa mashallah. That even those thoughts, the azam, the determination of wrong, that took as written as a sin. One is a passing thought. Passing thought, if it's a good thought, and a person now made some light intention about it, he'll get rewarded for that intention also. It's a passing thought, and he just thought about some wrong, Allah will forgive it. But now he made a determination, this I need to do. And now he's already planning in his mind when and how and what and where. And then something came up in the way as a result of which it didn't happen. But despite the fact that it didn't happen, a sin is recorded for this determination which is all in the heart. So now, to start becoming conscious of our thoughts as well, and the very important part of all this is, that all these khair, aspects of khair and aspects of sharr, this is all being gathered, all being recorded, all being preserved, and it will all come back to a person on the day of Qiyamah. As mentioned in the ayat of the Quran Shari that was recited, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرَ يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرَّ يَرَهُ One atom's weight, what we will describe as an atom's extent, Zarra. What meaning of zarra is sometimes in the ray of the sun. You see those minute particles. Small little particles just floating in the air. You can't see it in the general. Just like that you can't see anything here. But if there was a ray of sun, in that ray only you will be able to notice it. 
that is zarra, not even visible to the naked eye generally. That zarra extent of khair, yamal mithqala zarratin khayrayyara. He'll see it, he'll see the rewards of it, he'll see the benefit of it. And may yamal mithqala zarratin sharrayyara. And the person who has done one zarra, one minute particle extent of sharr, that too will come back. He'll see the consequences of that on the day of Tiamat. Unless in dunya he took the opportunity of life, and before the time came to leave this dunya, he made sincere toba and deleted it. He used the delete button lies provided his servants. Sincere toba from the depths of the heart, then he'll get saved from that. That will get erased. And Allah's great kindness and unlimited kindness and compassion on his servants. When Allah Ta'ala erases it, Allah Ta'ala doesn't even give the angels the command, you erase it. Allah erases it by his command directly. That on the day of Tiamat, even the angels may not be able to remind somebody that I did you, that I was the one who erased it from your book. Allah does it with his command. No angel also given that task. So now this is the whole focus of how to maximize the khayr. As we mentioned, one is in the akhirat, that all this will come back to the akhirat. All will accompany us in our qabr, will come along with us to the akhirat. But not only the akhirat, Allah's nizam and system is that when there's khayr, then the conditions that prevail are khayr. When there's an abundance of khayr, when there's a dominance of khair in a person's private life, in his domestic life, in his public life, in the public arena in general there's khair, in a home there's khair, in a person's personal self there's khair, and there's a general dominance of khair, then the halat and the conditions also of khair. Then there are good conditions, there are conditions of prosperity, of ease, of goodness and if there's sharr the sharr in public open and blatant sharr sometimes the sharr in a collective manner in a home the sharr in a person's personal life he's ducking and diving and getting up to all kinds of sharr and there's a dominance of sharr then Allah Ta'ala's nizam and Allah Ta'ala's system is then that the halat and the conditions that prevail are conditions that become challenging, that become difficult, that then become sometimes a wake-up call. And this is something happening throughout the world. This is not something confined to any one place. This is something happening throughout the world. One is Things will happen as a test from the side of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has made this a very clear declaration in His Quran Sharif. Any person with a slight understanding of Arabic will understand the extent of emphasis in this word. One is to say, this will happen. And then to say, oh, this will definitely happen. And then the third thing say, I'm telling you with certainty, as a promise, this will definitely happen. Now there is a vast difference between these three ways of expressing it. All don't have the same impact. Not the same level of strength in it. 
This is beyond what we have described as the highest level, so to say. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا نَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ Most certainly and definitely, Allah Ta'ala says, we will test you. بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْسِمْ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ Various ways. Dunya is a place where this challenge is part of life. Allah Ta'ala nevertheless keep us with afiyat. That is what we have been taught in the Hadith Sharif. To always make dua for afiyat. To make dua and beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. And beg Allah Ta'ala for afiyat, safety, for peace. Afiyat in our deen and afiyat in our dunya as well. That Allah Ta'ala protect our lives, protect our honor, protect our properties, protect our possessions, protect our families, protect everyone and everything. So while we must keep asking for afiyat, nevertheless, a person begging for afiyat, and he's at the same time simultaneously putting his hand into the fire, these two things just doesn't add up. Yes, must keep making dua for afiyat, but there's a system Allah is placed in dunya also. So Allah Ta'ala's system is that fire burns. Allah Ta'ala's qudrat it happens with. But Allah Ta'ala has placed the defect in fire, that fire burns. If a person puts his hand in the fire, then he must expect to get burnt. So that's Allah Ta'ala's nizam and system Allah has placed in this world. Beyond the system that we see in terms of fire burning and the water having the effect of extinguishing the fire, Allah Ta'ala has placed a connection between our a'mal, our actions, and our conditions. So on a general note, when there's khair prevalent, there's khair predominantly there, that becomes a means of khair descending. And otherwise, the opposite happens. So now this is the need of the hour, that throughout the world we are seeing such halat, such conditions coming time and again which the frequency with which it is taking place, this wasn't witnessed any time in our, our life, our history and our, uh, whatever we can remember, neither perhaps our parents can remember, neither maybe our grandparents can remember, that with such frequency, so many major things keep happening. Different parts of the world, different parts of the country, so many different things happening around. So now what we have to now become conscious about is, that how much of khair is in my life, me, I. This is the first and the one place where we must become the I specialist. Other places, it's others. We're nobody. We are nobody and nothing. But when it comes to reflecting upon how much am I becoming a means of the difficulties of the ummah, that I must look at me, I. What am I doing? What am I speaking? What am I thinking? What am I looking at? Because Allah Ta'ala is looking at what I am looking. Allah is listening to what I am speaking. And Allah Ta'ala knows what is deep down in my heart as well. <coughs> so now to become conscious of this and to turn to Allah Ta'ala. To beg Allah Ta'ala's help. So one is in the akhirat. But even in dunya, the effect of the khair also comes. And the effect of the shar comes as well. The effect of the khair sometimes comes in a very dramatic way also. But sometimes we can't even link it, where it came from. Meaning in terms of the system of Allah Ta'ala, what became the catalyst? What became the means of this happening? The very well-known Hadith Sharif in Bukhari Sharif, about the three people that got trapped in a cave. They were on a journey in the time of the Bani Israel, and they were on a journey, and suddenly a storm broke out. 
So to take refuge, they went into one cave. And now waiting for the storm to subside. But now in the storm, one huge boulder came crashing down and fell right at the mouth of the cave and the whole exit is blocked. And now there was no way of coming out, no way of contacting anybody. Even if there was any cell phone at that time, definitely they would have had reception inside the cave. And perhaps it might have been load shedding too. So, there was no way of contacting anybody, there was no way of getting any message to anyone, and there's no way of moving this huge boulder out of the way. So in other words, wait for death. Just wait for a miserable time that's coming now in terms of starving to death, and finally that's what's going to happen here. So when nothing else works, then we realize that the power of Allah is above everything. And that is what Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat is manifested from time to time. That, oh, insan, don't ever become proud over your technology and your resources and your ability and what you can do and how you can do. Because some small manifestation of Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat and insan is totally helpless. Totally, totally helpless. All his systems and all his whatever and everything just fails. Everything comes to a standstill. At the time when there was the looting situation in Durban, so many people who prior to that, they had beefed up the security. And, but on a general note, I was feeling very comfortable, very secure, that now, you know, we have, you know, everything is on speed dial. The person who will respond on the I mean, on the turn, he's on speed dial. At that time, they were speed dialing and speed dialing and speed dialing. But that speed is not even, the clock, that needle is not moving. Meaning no speed. That speed dial too didn't make any difference. Just no answer. Then now suddenly a person realizes at that time, that أَمَّا يُجِيبُ الْمُطَّرَّ إِذَا Who is there to answer the call of the one who's calling in desperation? Only Allah Ta'ala. Nobody else. So to turn our attention to Allah Ta'ala. <clears throat> so these people nevertheless got trapped in this cave. And now there's no means to use here. So now the only means is what is going to draw the attention of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's help. Allah Ta'ala's blessings. So they discussed among themselves. Any amal, any amal that you can recall, which you did with utmost sincerity for Allah Ta'ala alone. No ulterior motive in it. No ulterior motive, you did it for no other purpose but to please Allah Ta'ala. Present that amal and make dua with the barakat of that amal. That which only, maybe perhaps others knew or didn't know, but you did it for no other purpose. So now, insan can't move that rock, many insan probably can't move it, but the power of ikhlas will move it, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. So now each one, there's a lot of detail in it, but the crux of it is, each one presented some amal of khair. One person, some employee got upset over something, and he went away, left behind his salary that he was due also. What he was due also, he didn't take that as well. 
He got upset and he just went away. So this person decided, look, it's not mine, this is somebody else's. So he could have just taken it and put it away safely somewhere. That too would have been khair. Because he's looking after the amanat. Not mine, it is his. So I got to look after it as amanat. That too is a very big khair. Taking care of the trust. And not doing anything against the requirements of that amanat. But he decided to go many steps beyond that. He said, after all, I don't know when this person will come back. And this money now will, well, as we understand it, depreciate. Or whatever he might have thought about. So he invested it for him. In what? In, a, in some animals, livestock. Now livestock is not something that will just look after itself. A lot of work behind it. A lot of care to be taken. But he made that effort and looked after it. Much later the person comes back. And he says, please you're owing me this much now. Give my, give my due to me. So he says to him, the whole valley of goats, all yours. Now he was due a couple of things. He says, look, don't play around. No time to fool around now. Please give me what's my due and let me go. He says, no, no, not fooling you. Nothing, no, no, no jokes, jokes aside. This entire, this is now, as things grew and multiplied, all this belongs to you. Take it and go. Now having done that, on this occasion when he is stuck, when it's a matter of life and death, he's turning to Allah Ta'ala in the light of this khair. Ya Allah, if this khair was done solely for you, move this out of the way. And it moved, but it moved a little, not enough to be able to come out, but it moved. His khair moved it. But insan can't move, but all the technology of the world won't move. And all the security of the world won't defend. But khair will defend it with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you move this out of the way, it moved. Moved slightly, but. So then the second person presented an amal. What amal he presented? That Ya Allah, my parents, I always made the khidmat, etc. Let the incident. One day he went to graze the sheep and he got very delayed and came back very late. By that time they stepped away and the, the food would be the, the milk of the animals that he would bring back. Now they stepped away. So he stood at the bedside out of their respect. And as it happens sometimes, you're standing something, something, say, well, just now, just now, it'll happen just now. And that just now, just now, he's standing, waiting, just now they might stir from their sleep. So he will first give them their milk to drink. The whole night came out. The whole night came out standing at the bedside of his parents just to serve them. And now that happened, that incident came and went. Finally they woke up in the morning and then he gave them their due. But now that incident got forgotten, but now he's thinking back, Yallah, if that was done for no other purpose but to please you, Yallah, move this rock out of the way. What insan won't be able to move, his amal moved it. His khair moved it. It moved. But again, a little bit, not yet sufficient to be able to squeeze out. So then the third person presented his amal. And his amal, the crux of it, is Allah was on the verge of committing the zina. Right on the verge of committing the zina and had already given that 30 gold coins to that person as well. And then at that moment she said, Ittaqillah. He said, fear Allah. That this was just something I got to this point out of sheer desperation and poverty. I don't want to do such a thing. So that stuck his heart. And he said, Ya Allah, I left that. I immediately woke up from that place and went away. 
I didn't even take that money back. But ya Allah, if I woke up and left there without committing that haram, but I did it solely for your pleasure. Ya Allah, you moved this rock. What the whole world and humanity may not be able to do, but khair will do. Khair will do with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. That glance that the person didn't steal, though it seemed like by not making, not looking in that direction, his heart might shatter. But for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, nobody else was there to watch him. Nobody else was looking now whether he's stealing some glance or not. His wife was not trying to see where he's looking. It was between him and Allah Ta'ala. But for Allah Ta'ala alone, because Allah's command is, قُلِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُبُّ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ Say to the believing men to lower their gazes and protect their chastity. For Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, He lowered that gaze. What that will move for him, all his resources can't move for him. At that time, it seemed like nothing happened. At that time, when that screen, something just popped up as they say, Allah knows best. Whether he made it pop in, or they popped out. But at that time, he shut it off. And if this is something he can't control, he says, I'd rather just be smart enough and get rid of the smartphone. Because I can't take chances. I can't put my iman on the line. I can't put my haya on the line. I can't let my deen get trampled in this manner. So now, that time, at that moment, he crushed that temptation and it seemed like nothing much happened. What happened? Like this person stood the whole night at his parents' bed, bedside. What happened? Didn't seem like anything happened. That person looked after that, took so much of effort and looked after that wealth of somebody. What happened? That person came and took everything and went away. He didn't leave anything behind for him. What happened? What happened? It will move mountains. But we don't understand how and where. But in that moment of genuine need, when a person is in that desperation, that's the time this comes into his aid. But generally, we won't realize it how. We won't be able to make that link. These people, they saw the effect of their dua, because it's a huge boulder now. And now this third person made that dua, Allah, if I did this only for your pleasure, Allah, you make this move out of our way. It moved even further, enough for them to leave. The amal khair the khair that they did, became the means of their safety in dunya also. Let alone in akhirat, even in dunya, the barakat of khair. So now if khair is such a force, and brings so much of good, and it comes to a person's rescue in a desperate situation, how? We might not always see some rock moving. But Allah Ta'ala made that rock move with His Qudrat. Allah will make our problems move also. What's our problems for Allah Ta'ala? What's our difficulties for Allah Ta'ala to move out of the way? So we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala. We have to maximize khair. Maximize khair in our lives. Khair through the amal salihah The biggest and most important khair are the faraiz that Allah Ta'ala has placed upon us. Our five daily salah, no compromise on that. That is the most important khair. Now to shirk in such an important khair, Allah forbid, what's that going to draw down? That's the most important khair, our five times daily salah. And all the other faraiz, our zakat, if zakat is due upon us, fasting in the month of Ramadan, Ramadan is on our doorstep, to already start preparing for Ramadan, so that we fulfill this great farz of Allah Ta'ala, 
in a way that Allah becomes pleased. Not just in a casual manner, fine, we kept our fast, but while the fast is carrying on, then all the sins are still carrying on as well. So inshallah, if the person kept the fast correctly, he woke up, he, he started the fast from the time Sehri starts, or Sehri ends rather, and he kept the fast properly till the end in that regard, didn't do anything that breaks the fast, inshallah his fast is accepted, Allah Ta'ala will absolve him of the obligation, but if at the same time the eyes are still looking at haram, the ears are still listening to haram, everything else is still carrying on, ghibat is still carrying on, person is still looking at all kinds of filth on his phone, that haram chat is still carrying on, person is sending haram messages also, just hold on now, it's almost iftar time, I will make dua now, sending haram chat, but he's talking about making dua, the first dua to make, Allah enable me to give up this haram, so now, if that is the kind of Ramadan that a person is going to pass, then before Ramadan, during Ramadan, after Ramadan, we'll all be one and the same in terms of no connection with Allah Ta'ala. And the dominance of khair will still be absent. And actually that becomes even more dangerous, that in a very, very special time, very blessed time, when a person indulges in sin, indulges in bias, that becomes even more dangerous than doing the same thing in other times. And the same action in other places as compared to some very auspicious place. So in any case, that is the most important khair, the faraiz. Our five times daily salah, zakat, fasting, hajj, etc. And then together with that, the wajibat. And then all the sunnats. Sunnats as much as we can to fulfill the sunnats of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And to inculcate the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa in every aspect of our lives. To shun the ways of the Yahud and Nasara. To come onto this Mubarak pattern of life of Nabi Kareem And then all the A'mal Khair. How easy it is. So much can be done. We just spoke about Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah. In one Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem says that the Afzalul Kalam, the most virtuous of Kalam and most beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. Now what effort it took to recite these kalimat, how much of time goes in it, but subhanallah, Allah's most beloved kalam to Allah wa ta'ala, most virtuous, how much of Allah's rahmat will come to us? So now every now and again, some istighfar, some durood sharif, reciting durood upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi tonight is a night of Jumu'ah, tomorrow is Jumu'ah, it's a time to increase recitation of durood sharif, now how does our Jumu'ah go? Ibrahim Nakha'i rahimahullah, very great personality, very great muhaddis, faqih, stated about him, the night of Jumu'ah would come, he and his wife would sit and cry. He and his wife would sit and cry. Cry about what? He says, do you realize today is Jumu'ah? Tonight our a'mal are going to be presented to Allah. Ta'ala. What is going to go up? One is, every day there is a'mal presented. It is all in Allah Ta'ala's system. Allah is all aware of everything. But there's some system Allah has created and the angels come and they go up with the amal of the day and the day, the angels of the night come and then in the morning they go up with the amal of the night. But then on a weekly basis there's a separate presentation of those amal. And then comes the occasion like the 15th of Shaban, there's a separate presentation of the amal of the entire year. Now they are worried. 
What if something in that amal that is going to be presented now earns the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala? Then what? So now this consciousness, so now the day of Jumu'ah, increasing Durood Sharif, etc. All this amal khair, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, tasbihat, and then sadaqa. Sadaqa, sadaqa dispels calamities to increase our sadaqa solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Increase our sadaqa Increase our amal, increase istighfar. Istighfar becomes a shield and a protection. On the one side, these are challenges, these are tests, and somebody is afflicted by something, that's Allah Ta'ala's great rahmat comes in clearing out a person's sins. Allah Ta'ala removes some other bala and calamity that could have been far worse. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu says that when any, any situation comes, any musibat, any difficulty, any hardship, I make shukr over it from three dimensions. Any difficulty comes, I make shukr from three different angles. One angle of shukr is that whatever happened, happened. But Allah Ta'ala saved it from being far worse than this. Because just as there's unlimited treasures of everything else in the court of Allah Ta'ala, even musibat also there's unlimited treasures of that too. A fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction is what Allah Ta'ala released. So I make shukr that it wasn't worse than this. It could have been ten times, hundred times worse. Some ulama of South Africa were currently in Turkey. So they sent one message, they went to one area, the person says, I saw it with my eyes. And he recorded it in some way. He says the earth was, it was going up and down, but he could estimate approximately like four meters the ground was like rising four meters up and falling with force and rising again almost like a estimate of four meters and falling again with force and this happened for over a minute or oh, Allah knows best exactly how long can we imagine the Qudrat of Allah Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us so now this is that sugar to make and now when the heart is in sugar, then that heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala so what is, on the one side is sabr as well, that when any calamity comes, a person is adopting patience and turning to Allah Ta'ala, that becomes a very great ibadat. And as a result of that ibadat, he sometimes reaches that maqam and position, which his amal could not take him because of the weakness of his amal, his sabr takes him to that great height. But now he's making shukr on this angle of it, that it wasn't worse than this. He says, the second shukr that I make, that Allah Ta'ala's fazal, karam, what happened, happened, but I did not become overwhelmed by it. I'm not becoming restless and losing my mind and losing my sleep over it. Yes, insan is insan. It becomes a challenge. It becomes painful sometimes. There's some grief. Part of insan's tabiyat. This is his nature. This is human nature. He sheds tears over it sometimes. All part of insan's nature. This is Allah isn't forbidden this. But he doesn't utter anything against what's Allah's command, he doesn't utter anything that will earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't do anything against Allah's command. So now he says, I make shukr over this, that Allah Ta'ala saved me and helped me from becoming overwhelmed, becoming totally restless over this. And he says, the third shukr I make, the third shukr I make, is that whatever has happened, this has happened to my physical self, or it has happened to my property, or it happened to something... Allah's fazal, Allah's fazal, this musibat didn't come on my deen. A musibat came on my dunya, 
it didn't come on my deen otherwise allah forbid what what is the what can be equated with the musibat in deen meaning nothing nothing if a person's deen gets affected then the whole dunya is worth nothing compared to that loss that loss is far beyond losing this whole dunya allah forbid somebody's deen is lost somebody's iman is lost so he says i make shukr that alhamdulillah this musibat didn't come on my deen so now this is a positive thinking a positive mind which helps a person through all these halat halat are there allah ta'ala make it easy for one and all allah ta'ala grant better replacements for anybody who's lost anything anyway allah ta'ala grant afiyat in deen and dunya allah ta'ala grant barakat in life health wealth allah ta'ala grant a better replacement for everything but at the same time we should not lose sight of what is the nizam and the system of allah ta'ala to the extent that we maximize the khair and to the extent we make an effort in our own lives and to bring about that khair in our communities in the ummah at large and khair becomes dominant to that extent everybody will benefit from the good halat and conditions and otherwise allah forbid we will be also contributing towards the sharr and contributing towards the difficulties of others also allah tbaraka wa taala give us the tawfiq allah taala make us among his true and obedient servants among the true ummahs of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam those who are forever concerned about maximizing their khair and concerned about making sure that they don't fall into any sharr and some mistake happens somewhere immediately to make sincere tawba and istighfar and come back to allah taala allah taala accept one and all wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اللهم اغفر لامتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهدي واصلح امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله